Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Dave Burns is ready for us. Uh, hope you enjoy this interview. Dave, good morning. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Uh, good morning, Steve. Dave, uh, thank you so much for sharing your story through the week, and it was told beautifully by a legend on the Central Coast uh, in news uh, in news camera work, but also uh, freelance camera work. He's worked at six Olympic Games as a cameraman. He's also worked at the Australian Open Tennis. Terry Chigwidden filmed your interview and it was just beautiful my friend can you tell us some of the reasons why you're running in the relay for life um yeah sure steve uh so uh last year um sadly uh my son who was 34 years old um died from a brain tumor uh, he'd uh, been fighting it for two years which was a very traumatic time for uh him and all his family and friends um, and uh, this year, uh, I'm a member of Terrigal Trotters Running Club. Um, Trotters have always supported the Relay for Life uh, since its inception. And uh, this year, uh, I made a point of being part of the team and uh, I'm going to try and run um, 34 kilometres uh, during the Relay to uh, uh, remember my son, um, who just uh, 14 months ago passed away uh, so tragically. Gary and I, both fathers, we can't understand, and we've both got sons, can't understand, can't comprehend what you've been through, my friend. So we're supporting you every step of the way. And you've got family members coming from around Australia to be a part of this? That's right. Um, yep. It's, uh, unfortunately, when Aaron died uh, last year, it was at the height of the COVID lockdown um, and... Uh, we couldn't have a funeral um, for some time, and then when we did have it, it was only for a limited of 10 people, all socially distanced, as you might remember. So uh, most of um, Aaron's cousins and aunts and uncles live in Melbourne, Victoria, and they couldn't come up for the funeral, um, which was uh, hard on all of us. Uh, Anyway, uh, when my siblings heard that I was going to um, run the 34K in uh, Relay for Life, um, they only heard a week ago. Uh, they, three of them decided that they're going to drive up just for 24 hours. They're actually on the road now. Um, they're going to get here around lunchtime and then they're going to drive back tomorrow uh, to Melbourne because they all have business uh, there. So um, I, obviously it's very touching for me that uh, they're making this effort. And, uh, and two of them are cancer survivors as well. So um, I guess that adds a bit. Uh, and I guess it just demonstrates that uh, there's no family that isn't touched by cancer in some way. Yeah, g'day, Dave. Gary Birkinshaw here, mate. Congratulations on what, you, Dave, what you're doing mate. doing today. Mate, tell us a little bit about Aaron, mate. Tell him, you know, 30, just looking at the interview, 34 years, years of age, 32 when he was diagnosed, but he, he put a lot into those 34 years. He, he certainly did, you know. He was, um, well, as I said in the uh, video interview with Terry, um, every child is special to their parents, and uh, <laughs> Aaron was no exception, but... Uh, he was very smart, you know, graduated with uh, first-class honours in advanced mathematics at uh, Uni of New South Wales. Um, he was a musician. He played the piano um, quite well. 
he loved his sport. Um, he was brought up in America mostly, uh, which is where we lived at the time. But even coming back to Australia as a 16-year-old, he took up AFL football and cricket um, and played both competitively. Uh, he was a coach for one of the New South Wales uh, second or third teams and, and, and a player for them as well. He loved Geelong AFL Football Club um, through his family. Uh, so it was particularly poignant this year where Geelong had such a good year that uh, all of his family, most of us who barrack for Geelong as well, just know how excited he would have been and how much he would have enjoyed it. And uh, he just got on very well with everybody. He was a big traveller. Um, he and his, uh, uh, his wife... Um, spent months touring Africa and South America um, doing all the things that we dream of doing and uh, he was just getting to the stage where uh, he had a career in um, one of the banks and uh, was on the point of uh, starting a family and um, had only been married a couple of years and uh, looking at buying a house at Barara actually and uh, and then he got diagnosed and everything got put on hold and then we had to Two years of radiotherapy and uh, chemotherapy and everything else uh, that uh, people who uh, have been associated with cancer sufferers know about. And uh, uh, things just went downhill from there. Um, he fought bravely, never cared for himself, uh, always more worried about um, his uh, mother and father and wife uh, and the impact that it was having on them and himself. And uh, I never heard a single complaint from him right up to the very end. So... Uh, yeah, he was something special. Yeah, Dave, uh, I was sobbing after I watched the video, and in particular, when you just mentioned about Geelong, that really touched a nerve because that's something that I guess all fathers share with their sons who love sport, is that bond that you you talk sport every weekend and the Geelong Cats did it in emphatic style. Can you share with our audience what are your plans today? Because 34 kilometres, you know, it's almost, you're getting close to a marathon. So what time do you arrive what kind of are you setting some kind of pace when you're down here? How long do you think it'll take to run 34 kilometres? And I believe also at some point spectators have to go home and it's just left to the runners and walkers and people that are actively involved. Is that correct? Uh, that's right. So I think uh, 10 o'clock spectators have to leave. Um, I'm hoping to run it in around four hours. So... Uh, since my siblings will probably be um, leaving to go and get some sleep uh, in the evening, I'm going to try and do it in the first four hours that uh, people start running. Um, four hours is going to be a bit of a challenge for me. I'm seven, nearly 72 um, with, a replace, with a replace tip. Um, so, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I, I think I can probably do it. Um, but I'm, I haven't done it for a long time. Um, I definitely was a serious runner in my youth, and, uh, and and so I sort of know what I'm in for. But uh, I think that yeah, I think the last few hours could be interesting. We'll see. Hey, serious runner's an understatement. My yeah. intel is that he beat De Costello back in the day. Uh, no, I never beat De Costello. That's, uh, that intel is incorrect. But <laughs> I was uh, I was in his cohort, so. Um, I was and also ran in a few of the races that Dee Costello did, and I was in a few uh, Victorian teams with him um, over the years. Uh, he was always uh, he was a legend then, and 
Um, I tried to keep up with him, but uh, yeah, no, I never beat him. <laughs> hey, Gary, this sounds like a Steve Allen's ego creeping into this interview, but <laughs> I thought I might run a lazy 10Ks with Dave, but now now that he's told us, he's setting a cracking pace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just in awe of just, just listening to you, Dave. That is, you know, to think oh, I'm a bit slower now, but going to do 34 kilometres, that's, that's about eight and a half kilometres an hour. Yeah. Like, that is a fantastic effort. So just quickly, Dave, how much running are you actually doing now? In, in preparation for this? Um, well, uh, for the last three weeks, uh, I've been doing a little bit of running every day. I've always been trying to run every day, but, you know, as you get older, you get more injuries, not just deep. So um, it's hard to string consistent, consistent training together. But I, I, I'm in reasonable shape. My mind tells me that I, I can do it, um, uh, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I really love parts of the interview too. Yeah, the motivation is definitely there, Dave. There's no doubt about that. As as devastating as your loss is, Dave, you've said also you want this to be a real celebration. Yeah, look, um, you know, I had so many good times with Aaron. Um, We shared some great experiences, Um, and that's true from everybody. For everybody who's lost someone to cancer, you know, there'll be the happy memories that. There's always the uh, you know, what might have been that you're going to think about, and certainly um, as a father, you know you you would have liked the prospect of grandchildren and things like that that uh, that uh, Aaron wouldn't will never provide. But um, uh, so there's that that downside. But there were so many great times, you know, and it's not hard for me to think back to uh, different experiences, including running experiences that I had with Aaron, uh, plenty of hiking experiences. And kicking a football around and all those things that uh, that mean so much to a parent, and, uh, and I'll be thinking about how good they were and how much he gave to me. Dave, uh, I believe the Trotters—they've, you know, they've rallied around you in a magnificent way, and you've smashed your original target. But how do people donate? Um, well, if they if they Google Mingara, Mingara Relay for Life, they can uh, find the. Um, the website, and, uh, and and then they can look for Terrigal Trotters, and uh, uh, you, then you can find out how to donate there, uh, and that would be great. And yes, look, I, I've been overwhelmed by the number of people who've contributed, um, just in my name, but also Trotters together. Uh, at the moment, we're top of the leaderboard for uh, fundraising um, through the efforts of uh, many other people besides me, and. Uh, that's a credit to uh, to those uh, members of the club, but it's also great thanks to all those people who've sort of heard all the stories and um, and, and put their hands in their pockets. There's so many people asking for uh, money for very worthy causes these days. Um, it's always uh, very gratifying that people do find a way to put in a few dollars themselves. Well, a lot of people have watched your video on the SEN Facebook page. Uh, you've had some great comments. Lauren Carr says, Dave Burns is a bloody legend. Wish I could be there with him today. Uh, Greg Bluey Woodbury, who's a good friend of the show, says a wonderful thing, Dave. Good luck and enjoy your run later on this afternoon. Uh, Dave, thank you so much. Uh, we can't wait to catch up with you later on today. I don't know about running 10Ks with him because uh, he's going to be on. He's like Elliot Chipkogi. He's on world record pace. <laughs> you might be able to get him when he's going around where you're being lapped, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't think you'll have too much trouble keeping up, Steve. Oh, by the way, 
Is, is there anyone else you want to thank? Uh, I'm sure Terry, with that beautiful video that he made, but anyone else you want to thank today? Um, probably people who aren't listening. Uh, they, they, they wouldn't be listening, you know. I've had donations from people I used to work with 20 years ago in the US who heard about it on Facebook um, and, and donated $500 and things like that. It's, uh, they won't be listening to this show, but, uh, you know, the, the messages I've had have just uh, had me choking up. Yeah. Hey, Dave, uh, our tentacles, they, they spread far and wide. People could be listening. Uh, what part of the U.S.? <laughs> no, I worked in the New York area for uh, quite a few years, and, uh, and, and people I worked with um, who I still keep in touch with have uh, seen the, the messages in the video and, have, uh, and donated money. Um, it's just extraordinary. Hey, that would have been a great experience. Did you run the New York Marathon while you were there? Um, I have run it, um, but uh, at another time, uh, I ran it in 86, I think. Um, 86? Yeah, wow. The halcyon days of marathon running. I just got beaten by Greta Waits, as I recall. (laughs) Yeah. There's a a name to famous Norwegian uh, female marathon runner. Yeah, do you remember the time that you did back then in 86? In 86, I think I did 2.31 or something. So I was in, in the twilight of my career then. Yeah, wow. Wow, in the twilight. So what were you doing in the prime? Uh, a few 2.19s, uh, 2.20, 2.21, 2.22. Wow, you would but be... That's, that's a long time uh, ago now. Arguably... Arguably the greatest distance runner on the coast. I'm trying to think of someone who might have gone faster than that. Uh, Martin Dent, of course. Yeah, yeah, wow. I'm sure there are some people. And, of course, there's Paul Arthur up here. I'm not sure what marathon time he's done, but it's, uh, he would have cleaned me up over most distances. Um, yeah. and But, it, I mean, in those days, there were many runners of my standard, um, and we were all trailing in the wake of people like Dick Costello and... Wardlaw and uh, Kettle and uh, people yeah. who were, you know, running two tens. Um, yeah, I just uh, did a quick uh, quick Google search uh, just to confirm that Alberto Salazar was around back then and won the New York Marathon. Um, yeah, right. what a runner he, he was. Yeah, he, I, I was in the uh, Boston Marathon in 82 when he won it, um, and I was 49. <laughs> <laughs> 49th in the Boston Marathon. Well, for that, for that alone, I'm giving you a standing ovation. Giving you a standing ovation on the show. Yeah, yeah, I was nowhere. Yeah, he held uh, records at 5,000, 10,000, and the marathon, which we see a lot of runners do now. They step from every distance where they got blistering speed and then endurance as well. Dave, can't wait to see you later on today, mate. And thanks for joining us on the show. Okay, thanks, dude. Thanks, Gary.